everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, Effort of Community Church, it's great to be with you once again for this week's podcast. Join here by our teaching pastor, Jim Ehrman. Jim, it's great to be with you once again. Good to be here. And this week we're going to be unpacking a little bit more of your uh, sermon this past week, but there's something Jim has really pressing on his heart and mind. What is that, Jim? This is Matt Swords, the okay. pastor of discipleship. <laughs> it's a very important detail. It that is, is now lifted from my heart. You feel better? Yes, okay, feel much better. Good. I'm so glad. <laughs> that is what we do here at ECC. We help to lift, lift the loads that people are carrying week in and week out. So thankful to be part of that ministry this morning. So welcome to you guys. We're going to be unpacking Jim's sermon from this past week. And um, his title was Fight for the First Step. And this was the last teaching in our series on biblical friendships. And it really set up our fall semester where we're encouraging everyone uh, to take one step in your walk with Jesus. And there's a whole host of ways that people can do that Mm -hmm. um, in which you just really briefly mentioned each of them yeah. really, uh, really, yeah. it wasn't so much as saying like, here are specific ways. Let me detail them for you. As much as as it was this bigger picture of here's the importance of being in community. That's right. Uh, and 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 really diving deep into that importance, and then saying, oh yeah, and by the way, here's a number of ways that that we do that here. Exactly. And now is the time to take that step. So, Jim, as always, really appreciate um, mm-hmm. just the way you capture uh, the vision and the heartbeat of why we do what we do here. Um, in the different discipleship programs, but uh, they're all great in their own right, but yet there's a deeper heartbeat behind it yeah. as the importance of community. So I want to give you the opportunity just to uh, dive deeper into that. Yeah, first of all, thanks. Um, take one step. I want to start there. Um, um, I, I think one of the powerful things that we looked at in John 1 is when Jesus is calling the disciples is that phrase. And I didn't spend a ton of time on it, like, come and see. Yeah. It's amazing at the beginning of the scriptures, excuse me, in, in the beginning of Jesus's ministry that it's really a low threshold. It's like, well, you have hopes and dreams of what it means to be a Jewish kid looking for a Messiah. Why don't you come and check it out? Or, hey, we think we found something that works. Someone, I I feel seen, Nathaniel. Come and see. Mm -hmm. I just love the come and see. And I think I want to make sure that as we move into a new semester here at ECC, that's what we're encouraging people is, I don't actually know how God's going to meet people. We've we've built some things that we think God can use. But face the facts, every one of those disciples had a different experience with Jesus. I mean, some shared experiences, but some very unique. Mm -hmm. So we're just encouraging take one step and then I I just loved unpacking hey here's different ways that Jesus met even in that short 10 verses different people Mm -hmm. whether or not it was divine intervention right with Nathaniel giving him a word of knowledge whether it's looking at Peter and giving him an identity thing Mm -hmm. whether or not it's meeting Andrew and Philip when they actually leave John to come to him and he greets them um, and and invites them you know I just love the way Jesus connects with different people I can't wait to see how he connects I just can't be sure how it's going to work for you but taking one step is ever Yeah, and the most important part of that is the individual in their heart saying, God, I'm willing to take one step. It's almost like, invite me into what you have for me, right? right? It's it's not a prescribed one-size-fits-all, this is the step everyone needs to take. Um, As much as it's everyone needs to posture their heart in such a way so as to say, 
I want to, to take a step. That's exactly right. And that's one of the reasons why if you were listening on Sunday, if you didn't catch it, um, even to join a serve team, like, right. you know, we can sit and set up connect groups with, I think connect groups are some of the most powerful. And yeah. I'd like to talk about that because I think we are better together, mm-hmm. but let's all admit there's different personalities. And truthfully, some of you have backstories. We're jumping straight into a faith community at a certain level of the kind of open engagement that takes place at a connect group or coming to some of the, maybe some of the deeper studies we're doing in Thrive or in the Institute for Christian Learning, that might feel like a step too far. The beauty is come and see and take one step means, and that might even just be serving. So I even encourage people, consider just serving on the AVL team or one of our usher teams or something as a step and watch what God meets with. I think that's the awesome thing. We don't feel like we have to make it happen. Our job is just like those early disciples inviting people, you take the step and Jesus has got to meet you because we, or else we're the optimist club. We can't keep the, I mean, your Instagram feed will keep you optimist, right? Um, But we're we're like, no, real life kicks in and all we can do is show you Jesus and see if he, when he meets you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And specifically even serve teams, that's how I personally would have gotten engaged. Well, the bass guitar, so serving on the worship team. Um, I would have been in connect groups, but my, like, it was so exciting to be able to serve in that way. And, and I know a number of people that like, you sit them in a circle and you say, hey, open up, what is yeah. Jesus doing? And they're like, you know, about to go throw up in their mouth or something. <laughs> uh, but you say like, hey, we need somebody to help move mulch this weekend and make the property look beautiful. And yeah. people are like, hey, I can drive a tractor, I will do that. And, That's right. And in that, you know, you get pizza for lunch and all of a sudden there's some conversation that wouldn't happen otherwise. Uh, but it began with a person where you're meeting people or giving opportunity for people to engage uh, in the way that they are uh, most apt to do that's so. Right. That's you right. Know. Now, so. other people recognize you have you have the need for a form of fellowship. That would be our connect groups. Or study does something for you. When you're sitting around, you're reflecting on the Word of God. So then we have some uh, growth groups, ICL, yeah. Thrive, Embark, and then, of course, our partnership with the HarvestNet School of Ministry yeah. if you want to spend a significant season. By the way, they have night... I wanted to mention that, too, over the weekend. I... HarvestNet School of Ministry has switched to night modules so mm-hmm. the people who have daytime jobs can actually still be a part of just sitting in on stuff. So many ways to engage. Pretty pumped about it, but better together. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you're, uh, the um, we would have just had a meeting last night with our Connect Group leaders. And one of the things we were talking about, which really, which really comes out of your message this past weekend, we're better together, the importance of community mm-hmm. uh, and how recently that's actually been... Um, informing all things discipleship here right. at ECC, uh, the reality of what we've um, heard called and are using the language, a transformative relationships, uh, and the importance of having relationships around you uh, that are actually transforming, that are catalyzing, that are that are thrusting you forward. Mm. And that's that need, that reality is informing everything we do in every area of discipleship, whether a person is in the ICL or a connect group, that we're taking this value and need for transformative relationships and saying, how are we fitting that into the ICL or to thrive or to Mm -hmm. embark or what have you? And so, Jim, why don't you unpack for us a little bit of like the, the history of how that came about and um, how, how we arrived here at this place where now that 
we've discovered that and we're saying we need to make sure this is in everything that we're doing. All right, there's a big debate between Matt and I. Uh, he claims it was a year ago. I'm in denial that it was only six months ago that Pastor Kevin came to him and I and Oliver Denlinger at the time and said, hey, would you guys do a study into discipleship here? And that's, we really dove in, um, mm -hmm. did a lot of research. So what you hear Matt referring to is we looked at a lot of organizations that disciple then did like studies of their graduates, where they were, what was effective or not. And then we looked at some popular Christian psychologists who talk about how real change happens in the life. The number one thing, the number one thing that built what's called resilience in a disciple, meaning they can handle and thrive in moments, they have vision for where they're going forward, they have the ability to serve, they have an interior life with Jesus. Number one thing was transformative relationships in their life. Mm -hmm. In other words, relationships that are supportive during critically difficult times, also catalytic when you need a friend to look at you. So even last night when we met with our Connect Group leaders, we passed out three to five, five cards, mm -hmm. and we had them write down two of the greatest spiritual revelations they've ever gotten in their journeys. And then we sat together and we realized that almost every single one of them in the room had been tied to someone who took the time to either meet them in the moment or mm -hmm. pour into them over time. Mm -hmm. And so we sit and go, hey man, if we want to build disciples, that was Jesus's great commandment to us. Mm -hmm. He's like, go make disciples. We believe that transformative relationships are absolutely critical. Now, now that doesn't mean you can't get it on a Sunday morning where you're actually sitting and receiving from the preaching of the word. We even mm -hmm. studied that this weekend that the preaching of the word can bring a transformative moment. Get in prayer afterwards. In yeah. worship, you can have transformative Formative. But yeah. there's no doubt you're going to hear this from us over and over. We are driving people to encounters with others because we believe it's important. And truthfully, post-pandemic, encountering the other is another, uh, like, uh, it's just such a powerful part of staying mentally healthy, much less um, uh, thriving or having mm -hmm. breakthroughs and stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. And, and what I love about even the exercise we did last night, and anybody can do this at any point is just reflecting on what are some of the more um, um, pivotal moments in my life that have gotten me to where I am now um, and just reflecting on that most of the people's stories I'll take um, um, was it Kim Zook for example yeah, yeah. she would have shared with Cindy you know and um, just it was like just an affirming compliment it was just saying hey i see this in you and i'm going to speak it out right where um what i love about that story is it was impactful for cindy it, it shaped her it encouraged her it built her up um but what i know to be true that for for kim that because uh, i've been there as well where it's like oh it didn't seem like that big of a deal to have done it's like um it seemed like you could even do it in passing. That's right. Um, and, and yet these simple moments uh, actually make such big impacts. Small things make big differences. And, and why that's encouraging to me is because it's attainable for every single person. That's like right. you didn't need to be born with some spiritual gift to live a life that encourages everyone around you, that, right. that you're outward focused and you're saying, you know what, if I see something, then I'm actually going to take a moment and say it. That's right. Or if a person needs encouragement, I'm going to take the time to meet them because uh, those are the moments that we find that that are shown to have made big, big uh, impacts more so than the you know the dramatic storylines where you know a person has this crazy dream and an angel shows up and touches them and then you know all the you know, these cool stories that are out there. The more 
the, the, the experiences that people have that, that shape them for the long term mm -hmm. um, are actually the small yeah, um, moments. Yeah. yeah, and I have to say this and, and uh, fill in the gaps here on the story that you and I shared before, but um, I am huge into big moments. Like even when I shared over this weekend, I said, hey, through the preaching of the word, people seem to get closer. Through invitation, people seem to get closer. Right. Through divine intervention, people seem We've all had divine intervention yeah. moments where oh, Jesus yeah. actually comes to Philip and says, you it's not even about anyone else inviting you. I'm inviting you. Or Jesus comes to Saul on the road to Damascus and yep. says, Hey, I'm inviting you personally to lay down this path you're on and follow me, right? So mm -hmm. you do have these divine intervention moments, word of knowledge, etc. We love that. Believe in it. Believe it's a, it, it's a beautiful part of the spiritual life. But what you're hearing Matt and I say, here we are at a church that not only believes this, but sees God moves in that way, but we're still looking at you and going, the more powerful thing, according to the scriptures, yeah. is to be the people of God together, right? Yeah. And that is small, everyday things. And I, Matt highlighted something he heard me say in a sermon a couple of a couple sermons ago where I was talking about why I go to ECC mm -hmm. and I oh, said yeah. well because the first couple times I came to this place when I was leaving I realized I was thinking about my best self mm -hmm. it, matter of fact I couldn't even exactly put a nail on the exact revelation I was getting but I left week after week reflecting on who I believe I was meant to be in the yeah. world not just self-reflecting I believe that was the spirit doing it too but this place well, had an atmosphere you were convinced you could attain to that you right. You could like, describe to be like that. Like there was hope to take that step, and and that's a wholesale experience. Exactly, and that's what you get by being part of the community. Not every week can I walk away and tell you exactly what I got, but I tell you what I did get. I got soaked in mm -hmm. what God's doing, yeah. and therefore I left somehow slightly changed for that daily life it takes, and yeah. then it builds to these amazing yeah. climactic moments. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite parts of the the research over the past couple years uh, came out of a study from Bethel School Supernatural Ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll just read one of the quotes because um, Bethel School, they have over 8,000 alumni and they would have done a research, what am I say, a research project, I can't remember, I don't, I don't, don't yeah. know what the right language is, but they would have researched. Yeah, surveyed their surveyed, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and have a 65-page report following. Anyway, uh, one, of their, uh, one of the most impactful statements within that research project uh, was this statement um, where they found that the number one factor that contributed to success in a, in a healthy, vibrant walk with Jesus after the school was consistent church attendance, mm. which to me speaks to the necessity of a constant influx of, of the word and of community that are encouraging you to, to go after Jesus. Sure. That constant influx of, I'm surrounded by people that are convincing me that this is not only important, but that, um, that I, how am I trying to say this? Um, that I, what I read in here is possible. That's right. That I'm surrounded right. by people that say yeah. this is attainable. That when I read the word and Jesus says, "You shall not covet," that or you know, like I can be free of this type of uh, issue. Like I, there's freedom available. That's right. Yeah, I always put this in. If I hang out with people that work out a lot, I find myself thinking about working exactly. out. If I hang out with people who are careful about their diet, I, I, I find myself being careful about my diet. Yeah. If I hang out with people who are talking about how powerful music is in their life and worlds, I find myself listening to music more often. It's yeah. simply a saturation principle. And that's part of being better together that mm -hmm. we're trying to highlight. And 
why we why we have all these initiatives that we're inviting people to because we know that when we're together something happens exactly. much less the divine intervention stuff when that stuff happens it's yeah, wonderful so it is it is absolutely wonderful so well jim thanks for taking the time this sure. morning uh to to just go over this and, and if you're watching and you're curious and you want to learn more about what opportunities are available you can head to the website after the community slash take one step it lists all the different opportunities that are available to you and we have an upcoming sermon series jim why don't you explain what that's yeah you asked for it many of you if you're used to our community and probably those of you who follow the podcast are every every summer this year we had to pump bump it a little bit into the fall based on some other stuff that was going on but we uh send mailers to 22,000 homes in the area and then we also send out a survey to people within our immediate uh, church community and we say what are some of the questions you're asking right now that we can address so we're going to be taking five weeks to speak to five questions I know I'm two weeks from now and my question is how do we handle conflict in the midst of such a polarized culture mm -hmm. right like con interpersonal conflict how many of you are going through stuff like that with your families yeah. or something in the midst of all that's this going not on? a relevant topic. no not in the least so all that to say <laughs> it's those kind of topics and uh, Pastor Kevin will be kicking it off this Sunday hope you can be there and we hope you have an amazing week yeah thanks for being with us take care hey thanks again for joining us today we hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week you can listen to previous episodes find additional resources and of course learn more about us by visiting effortacommunitychurch.com